Hello and welcome to episode 84 of the Flames Fancast. We are recording on Saturday, October 8th, about 6.30. The Jays have just done horribly in the playoffs, but whatever. And uh, th- <laughs> this is our preseason flame show. So I'm excited for that. It's a great start by explaining what happened to the Blue Jays. How many of our listeners care about the Blue Jays? You? Probably quite a few. Mm. There, there's a lot of baseball fans out there, you know? I like going to baseball games. I don't like following it, I think. Yeah. It's, it's, it's one of those sports that I like to go to, but I don't necessarily have a inkling to follow it all the time. But Anyhow. That's enough about me. Uh, yeah. Our preseason show, lots of news since we uh, last talked, obviously. We are uh, less than a week away from the season. And it has not been on the ice to say the greatest preseason on the face of the earth. I, this team like brings out the best and the worst of me. I, preseason is like the last thing that I really would judge a team on. But this preseason has been pretty fucking terrible. Um, so yeah, it's, <laughs> I don't like what I've been seeing, but I'm not going to sit here and do my usual rants when the Flames hit a rut and all that. It's way too early. It's preseason. Who cares? Sutter's trying to find find the lines, find some chemistry. Players are trying to find some chemistry. We got a lot of new additions, which we're going to go over, I'm sure. So just looking at the roster in general, and we'll start in goaltending and then move forward. I don't think there's any real surprises in goal uh, for roster decisions. You know, Wolf is third in the pipe. Vladar backup, Markstrom is our guy. That that's it, done and dusted. I mean, the the only the only like season preview comment I'll have about Markstrom is that he needs to completely forget about what happened in the last playoffs <coughs> and start afresh in his head and just focus on the season, helping this team get to the playoffs. And then once we could get to that point, he's just gotta he's gotta show up. So one thing at a time, but. That would be my thing about him is that I just don't want him to get all mind fucked after like what was probably a horrible so- showing that I don't think anyone anyone expected uh, in the playoffs. It was pretty disappointing. Well, the, the preseason performance is it's all right. Like, there's nothing wrong with the goalies this preseason. Like, if anything, I, I think it's out of his really mind well now. Too. You know, the playoffs. I know, but that was a while ago. It's a new season. It's goalies are very weird, much man. a new team. Goalies are weird, dude. They get in their head pretty easily. Like, okay. they're sitting there bobbing their head, like, when they fucking get scored on. They, they, I, I'm pretty sure, like, the profanity that comes out of those fucking guys' mouth is insane. Like, these guys get in their heads, man. I'm, I'm hoping that that's not the case with him, obviously. But. How about D? We got uh, Shillington away for personal reasons. We've got Valimaki on waivers. Uh, obviously the, the remaining five, Zadorov, Uyghur, Tanev, Hannafin, and Anderson are there. I think Malosh or Mackey? Probably Mackey? Probably. I think it's going to be Malosh. You think Malosh? I mean, Mackey's played good. Malosh has played good. I think it's not a, it's not a bad problem to have between the two. I pr- personally, I prefer Mackey than Malosh. Yeah. I Me mean, what are, you, what are you going to look like? So, okay. I, I saw a rumor on Twitter. I always see rumors on Twitter that uh, Shillington's personal reasons are actually like about him. 
So that sucks. So hopefully he um he he gets over what's what what's going on with him. Well, um, they said I think the Flames came out and said it wasn't anything, you know, rehab related, right? No, I think it's more the the rumor was something about um yeah, it's not rehab related, but I think he's got some like depression issues or oh. something. So or 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 some mental health issue, but not like yeah, not rehab addiction is my hope and guess but um yeah so who knows when he's going to come back so agreed uh Uyghur, huge news with the extension yeah yeah no eight years 6.25 million um we'll get into those deals in a second okay I sorry think, i but, thought we were going to talk about that with the defense yeah just the roster just the roster decisions i think right now and then i we- think i think Malosh has maybe got slight edge but it's just gonna be between him and Mackie at this point i would say I'd like to see it go to Mackie personally. What about Stone on a PTO? You think he'll sign? Yeah, I think so. I think he's been playing the A. Or... Know, I bet you he's got that relationship with Sutter. He's just like, yeah, man, like I'll just stick around. Like, I think that the Wranglers <laughs> are here as well helps a lot. I think so too. Like, yeah. and I'm personally going to go to a, a few of those games this year, I think. But um, Stone's just one of those guys. I think he's just got a loyalty to Sutter now, and he's just he's just going to hang out in Calgary and like, yeah, if you need me, I'll be there and. He's got a fucking howitzer of a shot, so he scored a few goals actually in preseason with that yeah, shot. Yeah, he did. He's fucking he's good, man. I mean, I I like him, but I like him too. I I really like him. But I, I just like don't see him cracking like, you know, the only guy that I it's probably the last pairing that you'd want him on, like whether it's Zadorov, Malosh, Mackey, or Stone. Yeah, I, you're that, not gonna complain. I think he's a great third pairing guy, and I think honestly. He's worth a shout on your first PP. Yeah, why not? Because, honestly, Anderson hadn't set the world afire last year. So, Stone has that weapon that's terrifying. Yeah. It's a rocket of a shot from the point, And that counts for a lot in the power play. And, Absolutely. You know, you've got a couple puck wizards out there. You know, Lindholm, Kadri, Huberdeau. Move that puck to Stone in, in space. I mean, Stone's shot has some notoriety in the league. Like, goalies know about it. I agree. Yeah, yeah like, I agree. So, that's, there's that extra mental layer to having him on the PP1. Like, every time the guy's about to wind up for a shot, you know they're clenching their ass cheeks just a little bit. <laughs> like, I mean, but think about it. Not, not only is the goalie Jesus. doing that, but even the fucking defenders that are in front of the goalie. No, yeah, you don't want to like, be. That, and that, and on top of that, it's a distraction. Like, you know, if you're the opposition, you're, as a coach, you're saying, close down Stone on the PP. Don't let him take a shot, right? So you're taking that extra pressure off maybe a guy like Huberto, who's on there, or you know, uh, like Lindholm, like whatever. Like if you have all your fucking guys out there and they're focusing on Stone when you're cycling the puck at the blue line, hey, I think you add some space to the fucking unit. So that's I, my unprofessional. Opinion. I agree. All of your opinions are unprofessional, frankly. Fuck you. Um, Let's talk about anything else for the D. I mean. The only thing, like, Anderson seems to be getting, like, an extra... I've been watching Sutter's interviews after these games. In fact, I've probably watched the interviews more than I've watched the games, just to get his, like, insight. He seems to have, like, an extra focus on Anderson this year. I think he wants it to really... Like, this is our guy? Yeah, I think It just feels like for every comment that he makes about Anderson, it feels like he's got them at that standard now where it's like, Dude, you're the guy now. You're the guy. 
this is it. This is your chance now. Like you've had your chances. Put that aside. This is like I'm really looking to you. Otherwise, I got Uyghur now. I got Tanev. I got Hannafin. You know, like he's. I feel like there's there's a little extra emphasis on Anderson this year. Looking I might be him, misreading looking, it, but looking at him in the sense of offensive production or defensive just, solidity, just the whole package all round. I think he wants him to step up as like a defensive leader, as the guy to look to look toward. You know, someone that can play anything really. I I think it's just to me. I think he's saying be what Giordano was like five years ago. Be that guy. That's right. yeah. That's that's a no tall order or anything like that. No, I mean yeah, but that's I mean a Norris that's, Trophy defender right there. Yeah, but I I think that's I think that's what he's trying to get him to. Like I think he raised the bar for him this year. It just again he didn't really outright say, it, but I just it was like the vibe I got whenever he talked about Anderson. It was like this extra expectation versus the other guys whenever he would talk about him. Right, so um, it's just something I noticed. Could have been drunk at every single moment that I watched that and thought, okay, maybe he was talking about Uyghur. I don't fucking know, but pretty sure it's Anderson. We'll give you the benefit of the doubt. Yeah, let's just give the, me the benefit just, of the doubt. Just this one time. We'll just, see. We'll see how much. You know what? You know what will be a good measuring stick to see how much Sutter fucking focuses on Anderson if he has bad games in press conferences because he doesn't normally single guys out. He'll single guys out that he has a high expectation for. All right, well, let's put a pin in our uh, Flames fancast corkboard on that one <laughs> so that we don't forget. Okay. They're all Sutter press conferences, Rasmus Anderson. Being mentioned more often. Are we drunk? How about yeah. the forwards, roster decisions? Any big surprises for you there? Uh, well, let's name them, right? We got... Well, the, the PTO guys stand out to me in that Milano and Eakin couldn't crack this lineup. I, I'm, we signed that guy on waivers from Pittsburgh. That's not his name. That's, I don't know it. That's, <laughs> but I know it starts with a Z. Yeah. Um, I don't think he's going to make it. Uh, if there's any guy that I thought was going to be fringe that may make it, it's probably that Kevin Rooney guy. Rooney's not fringe. He's, I think me, he's bona fide no, squad. I, I think he's fourth line at best. Yeah, he's on our third line right now, no, I, allegedly. I, fine, but like I'm saying that I didn't think he would actually... I thought he would probably be in the A this year, to be honest. We're paying but, him like one, one mil or 1.3? Yeah, but he's got two-way, right? Yeah. So, I mean, I, I don't know. I just Does he have a two-way? I think so. Oh, I'll double check, but... Um, before I fucking go off my ass here, but but I, I mean I was a little surprised that a we invited those guys, b we cut them, and c we're kind of left scrambling now on the last day to fill the roster, and then we put a player like Matthew Phillips on waivers when I think he deserves a chance. I get that he's super tiny, but uh, yeah, but why does that matter? Like he's I, got skill, you know. He, he, I agree, and I think. There's even, uh, if we're telling Sonny Milano, this is where I get upset because it was Trilliving who came out and said, doesn't matter if you're 18 or 28, blah, 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 blah. You play well, there's, there, there, there's an opportunity for you on this team. And we sent down guys who perform better than Eakin and Milano, which is, uh, doesn't sit well with me exactly. I, nothing about this preseason on ice really made me happy. Yeah. Now, before we hit the ice, I, I'm, I, I was happy, but I just don't like seeing these guys come on a PTO, get progressed all the way to final cuts, and then let go when we're sending down guys like Phillips, like Zari, 
you know, I, I get that Zari probably wasn't going to make it. That's fine. But Phillips is 24. I think he deserves a shot, and we're not giving it to him. I feel bad for the guy that no one else gave him a shot. And there's space on this team for a guy like that. We got we got Dubé on the line right now with Mangiapane and Kadri. Right. I, I don't think, you know, Kadri is sold on the fact that he's coming here to play with Dylan Dubé. Mangiapane, I can get on board with. That's a yeah, I can get. That's a thirty-plus that. goal scorer last year. So sorry, I'm not trying to interrupt. Zahorna is the guy you're thinking of. Zahora, yeah. And I was wrong. It's so Rooney doesn't have anything like yeah, that. Yeah, I figured Rooney. But Rooney's a UFA like in by 2024, 2025. 1.3 so or 1? 1.3. 1.3? Again, like, it wasn't a guy that stood out to me, but I, yeah. Uh, Kevin so Rooney I is just a fourth-line, third-line guy. Fourth-line guy. Who's big, who's aggressive. He's not there to score you goals. He's there to... He's a Lucic, Lewis, Rooney guy. That's our fourth line. You should love that line. It might be Richie, man, for all we fucking know at this point. What about Ruzika? I would love Ruzika, but I don't think he's going he's gonna to be featured at the beginning here. Like I, I, he's got to figure good, out. The good news Z- is, like I don't. He's got to find a place for him. He's a good player. The man. good news is we have some serious depth at center. I feel like we always have depth at center. I know, but it, it needs to count <laughs> for something, because we clearly the way this team has gone now we are all in win now I, mode. I don't think Sutter really cares about that. About what? The, win- winning? If you no no no, of course he cares about that. I meant like more of the. Oh, this guy's the center, this guy's the center, this guy's the center. Like, he doesn't care about that shit. No, but we have three bona fide quality centers in Lindholm, Kadri, Backland. Right. Yeah. And that is, that is deep. It that would be that good is to, deep. It would be good to see Backland pull in that playoff performance he was putting in the second round into the season this year. Yeah, I agree. And it's time for him to step up. Um. We've been saying that probably forever, but... Yeah, I mean, but you know I what? I guess it, in fairness to the guy, it's hard to step up when you're on the third line, but... Yeah, but you got, you're probably going to be on a line with Coleman. I think Backlund, honestly, you know, when I actually reflect on Backlund, I think he has a role on this team that he does well. And Do you know what that role is? It's, it's penalty killing, it's shutting <laughs> yeah, down, okay. it's a 200-foot okay. game. It's, yeah. it's, you know, you never really... Backlund goes out there and does what Backlund does. And we don't get scored on. Nothing exciting. It's no, just, but it's just day in, day out, 8 out of 10 performance. Like, tick off the boxes yeah, type guy. Done, right? done, done, done. I can count on this guy. I send him out to get it done, which right. is fine. And you're right. He's on a line with Coleman, Coleman and what looks like Lewis or, sorry, Rooney right now. But what's probably going to be interesting is to see like where Toffoli plays. On the first line. I know everyone says first line, but he's... Uh, okay. Let's, let's leave that for now. We'll, we'll get into, we'll get into yeah. line juggling, but was there anything else it. about roster decisions you wanted to talk no, about? No, I don't think there's any surprises outside of Rizichka. Like, I think, like, Rizichka is probably the only guy that I think should be sticking around um, and be a bit of a more permanent fixture. But, I mean, he didn't really... I don't know. This preseason has been kind of shit, so I, he hasn't shown much and. It hasn't been a very flattering preseason for a lot of players. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's one of our topics anyway, so I don't want to ruin that. But yeah, nothing else. Let's talk about what we think is going to happen for goaltending this season. Um, Markstrom, how many games? I think he rides. He rides Markstrom again. I think he plays almost as many games as he did last year. Over 65? Yeah, I don't. Eh, maybe Vladar sees more, sees more games. Maybe like 60. 
60? I would, yeah, I, maybe 60s. That's probably where I'd set the over-under. 60 games? Yeah. How many wins? Oh, uh, fuck. Hopefully 60. <laughs> <laughs> I think if we uh, get... Yeah. If you get like 30 wins out of him, like there's nothing wrong with that. But that's 500 from your starting goalie. You need, you need yeah, more Yeah, you need more. That. But like if you get Vladar to come in for the other 20 and he gets... 10 wins like you got 40 wins it's not a bad thing that's 80 points yeah that's not that's no playoffs yeah i guess it's doing the math wrong in my head yeah. <laughs> come to think of it yeah i mean but you need but you need yeah I, so I, 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 let me rewind if there's here. one area of this team that i feel confident in it is goaltending because well, goaltending's good i really like vladar and I really like Wolf. And I feel like maybe Markstrom's job isn't as secure. Yeah, maybe. There's a possibility there that Vladar could come in and be like, yeah, it's, it's my time to shine. But, you know, again, we're kind of screwed for contracts next season. How are we going to pay this guy any reasonable money? He's going to get an offer somewhere in the, like, probably mid to low millions. Yeah. And you need at least... Yeah, I mean, he when he played last season, Vladar was like very solid. Like he didn't really disappoint. If anything, he probably exceeded expectations as a backup. I, um, I would say so. Mark Markstrom certainly exceeded expectations in many games, and there were some that it was kind of shitty. But he's allowed to have an off day. You're probably gonna get in the playoffs with like 45, 46 wins. Forty maybe. Like we had fifty wins last year. Right? Yeah. Or 51. Yeah. Or 50. 50 or 51, whatever. Yeah. Uh, so. And we were first in the Pacific. Right. So if Markstrom plays 60, then yeah, he needs to win at least like 35 or 40, right? Yeah. He needs um, to win more than half. And then, and then you can't rely on, like, Vladar's got to at least pull in two to five or something like that, right? Uh, either way, um, our goaltending is, I agree, the least of our fucking worries. Like, I don't. I have no problem with our goaltending. If anything, this is the best tandem we've had in a long time, and I'm, I have zero concerns about how we're handling it. We're riding the number one like I've been fucking preaching for goddamn ever okay, since we started the podcast. you're forgetting Heller and Ramo here. Yeah, I know. And um, <laughs> it's none of this 1A, 1B bullshit, which I think is the fucking joke, and it should never fucking be implemented anywhere. We're doing exactly what, I was, what I've always been hoping for, so. Yeah, I'm confident. And Me too. I think... I do think this team is going to start slow and we can't start that slow. I think we are going to definitely the first 10 games we're looking at four and six, maybe. Really? Yeah. I don't think I'm not confident, man, with this preseason and a lot of things new, a lot of new guys and the whole core has kind of changed over. The whole core has changed. Yeah. And you know, it's not that a lot of players changed. It's that the best players changed. Well, yeah, you got Kadri and Huberto, right? You, you don't, don't have you don't have Johnny don't and have, Kachuk. Yeah, so, but and, I think it's going to be slow, and how we recover from that is going to define our season. And I yeah. mean, we got tough games coming up. We got Edmonton and Colorado out of the gate, so Colorado yeah. first. But yeah, it's um, maybe I'm wrong. And it's we a just, good test, we go, though. We go it's ten a, for ten. But honestly, maybe you want to play the best teams right off the bat. You you want to put that pressure on these new players, these stars that you got, to be like, you need to fucking start gelling right away. Here's your fucking chance. You're playing Colorado. Colorado is a great... Like, if we're sitting there playing, like, Phoenix and, like, I don't know, 
Seattle Kraken and shit. Like, it, it gives these guys almost an excuse to, like, kind of take a little extra time to get used to each other, right? When you're playing Colorado, you're playing Edmonton, you're actually forcing yourselves to, like, okay, we got to fucking win here. We got to show we're competitive right off the gates. Yeah, I so agree. So I'm okay with that. I right? agree. Even if we lose both, it's, it's going to be... I think, if anything, it's going to be a positive effect on those guys. Win or lose, it's like, if you lose against Colorado, it's like, guys, if you want to fucking compete this year and do something in the playoffs, you got to beat teams like Colorado. Yeah. At the same time, you lose against Colorado, you can go up to these guys and be like, what the fuck was that? If we want to compete, right? Or, sorry, if you beat them, right? I think, I think we can't get our ass kicked in the first two games. That's for sure. Yeah, I don't think that's going to happen, but... I think either way, win or lose, it's going to be a positive effect, right? If you win, it's that morale, right? It's like that we fucking beat Colorado. Okay, let's let's build on this. D? I think our D is actually better shaped than our forwards. I, I really like... How so? Well, first of all, like, Tanev, I think we all saw how important he was when he got injured in the playoffs. And he's just a solid fucking guy. Yep. With this, Uyghur, I think he's playing with I think, Uyghur. I think Uyghur now has an opportunity to focus on his game. He got that really long extension. That's out of his head now, right? Focus on your game. You were, you were always like kind of in that shadow to Ekblad, right? Now this is your chance to fucking shine, right? Like I think he's going to step up his game quite a bit. I think Anderson is being held to a very high standard by Sutter this year. Hannafin, if he plays like he did last year, I'm very happy with that. And then you got Zadorov, who I personally really like. I like just big fucking hulking guys like that on the team. And whether it's Malosh or, you know... Uh, uh, hopefully Shillington gets back soon. Yeah. Malosh, Mackey. Malosh, Mackey. I think mm-hmm. whoever you choose, it's going to be fine. It's a third pairing, right? So, so Val Mackey is toast? I think he's gone, man. He's, well, he's on waivers right now. I don't think he gets claimed. Do you? I think that injury really fucked him up, man. Like, he looks clumsily slow. I think it's injury and attitude. Yeah, for sure. I'm not saying it's 100% injury. But Yeah, it's just another first-round pick that we've humped the pooch on, man. So he wasn't, like, his, like, the highlighting skill of, of... of Yuso was not necessarily ever his speed. He was always kind of like not the quickest guy on the ice. But it's gotten to a point now that he's like, it's, he's not even at that average speed that you need to be at. It feels like... He's just done. It's just not NHL level. Yeah. Yeah, and I get it. It's an ACL injury, right? I, I've had one of those. It, it changes your uh, athletic career, but... He just didn't bounce back from it like others have. But and that's probably where the that's probably where the mental part comes in though, right? Yeah. Where he got he kind of started this feud with feud with Sutter and yeah. it hasn't it hasn't fixed since. Nothing's right? been rectified. And so. honestly, like I, I feel like at this point in time, we need to find like another team's Valamaki, like a guy that was touted to be good and he got fucking either fell out of favor with the club too. Or he's just not cutting it. And let's just do a straight swap with that. Right? We need to look at this team. And you got Uyghur, Hannafin, Anderson, Shillington. Those guys are in their 20s. They're going to be there for a while. It's yeah. time to start refurbishing the prospect pipeline here because it's yeah. thin. It's thin, man. 
there's not a lot of promise on D, and we got to start building. But but that on up. the but on the first on the senior team here, like on oh on yeah, the we're flames, good. We're like, good for good years. The, yeah, we're I mean, good for a while. But if we get some injuries, I right? think we're okay with injuries because you got a guy like Stone. That's true. You got That's a guy point. like Melosh. You got a guy like uh, Shillington who. Yeah, uh, hopefully, hopefully knock on wood, he's he he recovers and what uh, and comes back. But yeah, like we have depth in that respect. Like we have depth to handle injuries. We have depth to kind of handle the odd guy that's just not performing. Like, yeah, we got one or two guys that could come in. D depth, so it's yeah, it's it's thin. It's listen, thin in the A. There's a lot of opportunity for success for the guys that are on the roster, bona fide. Yeah, Weger and Anderson. Yeah. There's there's expectation on these guys now, and it's time. We need to perform, not just in the regular season, but the playoffs as well. Maybe it benefits us to come in like third in the West, like the underdog, you know? I kind of like to squeak into the playoffs, if anything. And then uh, there's yeah. no pressure. You have some to prove, but also no pressure, right? And you play that second seed, because they're probably going to suck too. Probably. I mean, we're in the West after all. Like, it's not, it's not super deep. No. The Pacific is not. No, the Pacific deep. specifically is not. Very San deep. Jose just got shit kicked twice, so. Yeah, I mean. In Czech Republic. But I'm pretty happy with RD. RD is for me the uh, very, very good standard that's set up there. Forwards. This is where I'm. A, I'm slightly worried. First line: Huberto, Lindholm, Toffoli. Yes, that's what's been going. They need some gelling. They have not found anything yet. It's they got to go concerning. to one. Of the, you know what they need to do? They got to go to those Chinese buffets where you get free Jello for dessert. <laughs> they got to do that, and they got to bond over that. I was about to say, just go to Vegas and get some. Get some what, Jang? <laughs> get some what? Just get some. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, either get some, or. Get like, some chips to play at the roulette table. Whatever. Just, get some women. I don't know. Like, <sighs> just throwing it out there. These guys need to bond, I feel like, outside, I'm sure they do. This is totally, like, presumptuous by me. But there's got to be something there that those three need to start. It, it, this is the NHL. No one's going to fucking wait for you. Yeah. Right? It, it is a, it's a punishing league. Nobody gives a fuck. If your first line doesn't gel, they will take advantage of you. So you got to find that quick. I.e., find that in the first fucking game. Yeah. And we're yeah. paying a lot of money for Huberto. We're paying a lot of money for fucking time guys for like, some ROI here. Yeah, absolutely, right. And we have these guys for a long time. They have to fuck. My worry is always with all these fucking contracts is that as great as it is as it is to have these guys for the next three four years, which is their peak, you 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 worry about losing that competitive edge when they sign for eight years, seven years. Like, you know why? At some point, if the team starts sucking. They're going to be like, well, you know, I'm making my five, six, ten a year. Fuck, fuck it. Right? I'll wait till next season. I don't want guys like that, but it's a shit show in the NHL these days. Like, you can't, like, just sign guys for four years and fucking be successful. You can't. You have to fucking sign these stars for a long time. That all said, Huberto is someone that we're all going to look at. Lindholm is in the best position again because he seems to slide under the radar of players. He's the super effective, great goal scorer, great fucking player, not overpaid. If anything, he deserves more. And he fucking shows up every game, but he's never in the limelight because we always had Johnny and Kachuk. 
now we have Huberto, right? Yeah. Everyone's the pressure is going to be on Huberto and probably Toffoli to some degree. Yeah, right? I think Lindholm too. Yeah, Lindholm for sure, but I'm just saying Lindholm seems to play with a little less. I think less. each player has a bit of pressure on them regardless. Like, yeah. Let's look at our second line. Manch, Kadri, and I think Dubé. Probably Dubé. All yeah. those players have pressure. Absolutely. Manch to repeat what he did last season. Kadri, you know, new team, new faces. How do you uh, repeat? How many points did he have? Like 82? 82-point season. Dubé... Second line minutes, probably second PP minutes. And I've actually... You know, you, you're, you're given a chance in, because nobody else could fit in on that line. In the preseason, he's been actually a standout to me. He was actually playing pretty well in the preseason. I so. mean, I, who would have thought Dubé would be that guy? I thought it'd be Coleman, to be honest. Yeah, me too. But... I, and then the third line... It's double D. <laughs> it's double D. Way to go. Thank Were you, you waiting for that one? I, I no, it just came to me now. Fuck. Actually. Okay, well, I mean, if it came yeah. to you now, legitimately, and then you got your third line: Backlund for sure, Coleman, probably Lewis, I guess at this point. Um, third lines: Backman, Coleman, I think Rooney. Yeah, it could be. Then Lewis, Richie, Lucic, Rizika. Yeah, something like that. It's just a mishmash at the end here. But I mean, but I, I'd like Rizika to get a look on the third line at least. Yeah. I, Sure, I I agree. But, I'm happy to have Rooney Lewis Lucic on the on the fourth line. I mean, I look at. I'd I, like to see a player like Phillips in that third or second line. Honestly, Phillips is getting fucked over. I, this is probably one of the rare times that I'll maybe not agree with Sutter. Like <laughs> normally, I agree with him like ten times out of ten. Sutter but not has this a way time. he wants to play. And yeah, like, Sutter has his way and Sutter's successful and Sutter's a professional coach and I'm not. I'm some fucking idiot in my <laughs> fucking living room. But the guy, what more did Matthews need to do in the last two fucking years, right? It, grow me, six inches. Yeah, like he can't do that. And if anything, he's probably adjusted his game because he's done nothing but fucking dominate in the A in terms of points. I kind of feel bad for him because he's probably thinking the same thing or at least similar being like, I don't know what else I need to do. Do I need to get a fucking hundred points in the A for this guy to look at me? There's other small guys. We got Dubé and Manjipane. The fucking guy leading this team was fucking my fucking size before we got rid of him. Like, I don't, maybe Sutter sees it as we can't have too many small guys on the team. Maybe. Or maybe he just was not showing up and that's, Okay, I get it, but I really feel bad for him, man. Like, I think, I don't know, he's not really young anymore. Like, he's, what is he, 24? He's yeah, been there he's for a while, yeah, man. Yeah, he's 24. Like, I, I'm kind of at a point where I'm like, I, I mean, I guess this, def, this defines a, player, a player's resolve. If he goes to the A and fucking dominates again, then how do you fucking snub him one more time? If anyone can find a way, it's the Flames. Yeah, and in which case, <laughs> in which case though, you kind of you you worry about the the off chance that this becomes like a Martin St. Louis situation, right? But I'm not saying it'll be that, but it's an off chance. You run that risk. Is he is he worse than an average Dubé? Probably not. No, right? Dubé was a bit of my whipping boy for a couple years there. We just it, didn't, we didn't make that call, and I yeah. guess I mean he's still in our our team, so it's possible. But uh, 
Who the know. heck knows, man? It's, Who the uh, heck knows? I just feel that that one kind of hurts, like, for me at least, because I was really looking forward to seeing him potentially crack in the lineup at some point here. He's an exciting player. He is. I mean... Exciting in the A. Exciting in the A. And I'm looking forward to my Wrangler games because I'm going to watch him. Like, I think he's quite good. But again, it Sutter's the master, man. What the fuck do I know? Like Anything else? No. Other than... What the fuck do you know? I don't know anything, and I don't know why people listen to me still. <laughs> That's what I don't know. Listen, let's talk about all these contracts, okay? Yep. Kadri, 7 million. Huberto, 10.5. Uh, Wegar, 6.25. All eight years, I believe. Uh, or seven y- years for Kadri. Yeah. Um, They're so long that cap friendly doesn't go that far. <laughs> I can't seem to go right. Listen, <laughs> I, see, I see this panning out. A couple ways. One, they're just they're just great, and the contracts don't matter, and we win four Stanley Cups in a row, and then we go home. That's okay. Or, like like you've mentioned to me, I think that competitive edge is eroded a little bit because I'm locked in long term. That money's guaranteed. Uh, things frustrate me on the team for whatever reason, and it's just not the same as it was. Which is unlikely, but still possible. And then the other option is three. You know, we just kind of, we, we perform well, but not well enough to get into a cup final or win a cup. And we ride into the twilight with these guys. And, you know, four, five, six years down the road, we're like, sweet baby Jesus, what is happening to this franchise? Well, it, yeah. I think what you're getting at is when these it's guys just not, hit- well, there's no there's no end product that's there's no Stanley Cup win. This is our this is our Hail Mary and too. Yeah, it's our Hail Mary. We don't get it done and you know we have these guys on these long-term deals and now all of a sudden around the corner they're 34, 35, 36. They're not the same as they were. Like you look at a team like Pittsburgh, I feel like this is their last hurrah. They've got these guys there. I think out of respect too, like Malkin, Crosby, Latang, they're all back. But these guys can't do what they did to win the cups ten years ago. Yeah. They yeah. are they're 35, 36, 37 now, right? And it's just not And 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 by the way, they're studs. They're right? studs, but they're old studs. No, they're old studs. But the guys that we're talking about, they're not studs compared to those three. Right? So when our guys hit those ages, it's not going to be anything like that. Yeah, yeah, right? that's right. I, I'm not trying to be a downer, but like, no. when I look at this team... Uh, I would let's take say, all three of those guys over all three of well, our guys. Yeah, yeah, I mean, let's say 2025 hits, right? And That's just dude, three years down. I know, and, and, and we're, we're sitting there going like, okay, these guys are like, what, ranging between 35 to 37, and we're paying... Well, they're not, they're not going to be that old in three years. Well, one, well, Kadri's already... 30, 32 in October, is that right? I'm just going to double check, because this is going to ruin my point completely. Kadri's 32 in October, I yeah, think. Yeah, he's 32. No, he's already 30. Yeah, he just turned 32. You're right. So in three years, he'll be 35. And then... Huberto's, what, 29? Uyghur's 27? I don't know. Just double checking here, but... Um, no, Huberto is, yeah, 29, turning 30 next year. So let's, four years, okay? 
we're gonna hitting the we're gonna be hitting that point where these guys may not be, and we're paying each one, like one at ten point five, one at seven point five, and then the other one at six point two five. Yeah, it's twenty five million. Is, the only one, the only one that I'm not too concerned about is Uyghur because he's not, he's Listen. not there. He's at twenty eight. So. Either my point Here, is this. Here's the path I've chosen to take. Right. Sorry. So you're, so no, my point is this. You can't trade these guys. No, no. So you're stuck with them you know till what? the end. We're we're all in now. We're paying that money now. It's what we had to do. These guys could be great. It could work out. Even if it doesn't, then we are actually our hand is forced on a rebuild. Cause these guys will be there. We won't have the money to do it. We we won't be able to move them. And it it'll be time to rebuild basically from the studs out yeah because so, you're stuck with coleman too till i think there needs to be some <laughs> foresight in that the flames look at this and say if this doesn't work out we're stuck with these guys we need to start building from the ground up yeah, foresight more fight <laughs> you know don't worry about it you know they're not but they're not going to think about that for at least two years though no, right. I agree, but it needs to be in 2024, the back of your mind. It needs to be there that I need to. Well, you know, Living took a shitty off season, and and he spun he spun straw into gold, man. There's no one can fucking fault Trelving, and if anything, no, that was ten out of ten. If anything, like yeah, and he okay. extended all these guys, yeah, and he, he got Kadri exactly, like he ten out of ten. My worry was the extensions of these two Florida players that we wouldn't be able to get it. He did it. He, yeah, he now, did it. Now again, in, in fairness. They're long, right? But who cares? Like, there's any other club and any other GM would have done the exact same fucking thing. If you're so. telling me, you're telling me right now, you get these guys and they stay for one year or you get eight-year extensions? You take the eight 99% years. 99% of fans are saying you take, take the, eight, the eight, years. eight years extensions. Absolutely. Trelleving so. got it done. So, yeah. And- I, for me, like, <coughs> Trelleving, no one can fucking say anything. And even if we have a shit year, it's not his fault, man. He no, I think he's... I think he's Put that ball in Daryl's court and says, "Listen, Daryl, I've gave, I've given you the players to win now. Yeah. I've I've made this squad. I've turned this bad opportunity that we had with Goudreau and Kachuk into the best that I could, and it's we might even be a better team. So here's your chance. Could be and make could something be. happen. And listen, it's up to it's up to Daryl now, Jim. I mean Brad. His name Jim, <laughs> Jim is his dad, isn't Jim. it? I don't yeah. fucking know. Brad has Jim done his Trelling. job. Good no, old Bradley. Brad, Brad Brad nailed it. There's nothing can be said about him. But um again, you're right. In two years, three years, that's when the hard conversation is gonna happen. If we don't pull off what we all hope that they pull off like we hope every single season, um, it's gonna be tough. It's gonna be tough. And yeah, a bad season here is gonna make it even worse, right? Because then I don't. Trelving has no rabbits to pull out of the, his hat. The at good this point. thing is, I think, in what we're insulated against a bad season, a bad season being not making the playoffs, is that the Pacific is so weak. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <coughs> so that's true. I mean, but that's a help. But, but it doesn't. We it, still have to perform. We still have to perform because the measuring stick of what we need to get at for us to be competitive in the playoffs also gets hindered by being in such a shit division. I think the measuring stick this year should be Western Conference Final. Oh, yeah. Of that's course, what man. I think. Yeah, man. I mean, but that's... Right it's, now, it, 
Doesn't look good. <laughs> but exhibition all right. doesn't count. How many points do we finish the season with? I mean, we make the playoffs. I'm going I'm with not, 101. I'm 101 not, points. I'm not particularly con- concerned about making the playoffs, but... Um, that wasn't what I asked. Uh, it's it's just... T- I hate making predictions like points, man. Okay, like, I will just predict. 101. Jenk hates making predictions. Well, okay, I'll, I'll take the over on 101. Okay, great. Right? 102 for Jenk. What, what is that? Yeah, I'll just do the reverse prices right thing here. And just Who's your season breakout candidate? I like that question. Do you have someone in mind? I was going to let you go first. I think Dubé. I felt like it, for you it was between Dubé or Anderson. I thought you were going to pick Anderson. Because no, I, I, because... I don't think it's a breakout for Anderson. I think it's a what we should be expecting of him. Anderson was supposed to be the fucking number one guy after Gio left, and he's been nothing but disappointing with that. Well, there's the opportunity to break out. I, I think. I, well, I think. I think the the club is finally putting that actual pressure on him. So yeah, I'll put it this way: I'm expecting Anderson to have that breakout year, but I'm I'm hoping that Dubé has one. I think. Dubé breaking out is going to be very valuable for this team. I'm going to go with Tyler Toffoli having a 65-point-plus season just because of the exposure in the minutes. I think right. he's getting first power play and first-line first, uh, first line minutes. And it's a big opportunity. Big yeah. opportunity. That's true. Very true. Who is your season dud candidate? <laughs> it's plenty. <laughs> just kidding. Uh, I don't... Actually, particularly, um, I don't know. I, Backlund always seems to make that short list for me where he's just kind of blah in the fucking season. Like, I know he checks boxes and stuff, but he's just not. Um, yeah, I get it. Yeah, like he's just, it'd be nice to just see him fucking play like he did in the playoffs because he's so capable of it. But for me, the dud, uh, I would. I think who's going to be really disappointing, at least for me this year, is just it's going to be probably Lucic. Not, and I like I like Lucic a lot, as you guys, as everyone that listens all knows. But I just think that he's he's now at a point where he's just going to fall off a cliff. Well, he's only got one season left. So. No, I know, but I think he's going to fall off a cliff. Like I, 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 I was allegedly reading... he's faster this year. He's no, leaner, I know, he's I, faster. I, know. I hope I'm wrong for the record, but. I just don't think he's, I think with his, I don't think so. I just don't see it. I, you, there's a lot of arguments to be made that, yeah, it's, maybe he wants one more year or two more years in his, in his career and he's going to fucking try to kill it this year. But I think he's going to try, he's going to just overdo it and really fuck it up. I think he's going to overplay it too much. Mine is uh, Mackenzie Weger. Really? Yeah. I don't think he'll dud. New system. Maybe, Maybe not first line power play. Uh, not playing with Ekblad. I don't know, man. Just yeah. too many things that can go wrong. I maybe I maybe things that can go right. Playing, I maybe took low hanging fruit on playing mine. Playing with but. Tanev isn't a guarantee of massive defensive production. But maybe Tanev is the perfect foil for this guy. That I we think need Tanev to is a perfect pairing get him for going. Him. So. I think Tanev allows him the space to fucking go up and do... Listen, I'm just some hack who sits on my couch. That's what my gut says. I, I'm not disagreeing. I'm just saying that, like, if anything, maybe Tanev is that flexibility for him, right? 
He doesn't have to worry about defensive responsibility as much with him around. But then, yeah, maybe he fucks up. Maybe he, maybe he's terrible offensively with us, and that that maybe would, Huberto gets fifty points. You know, that could be bad. That'd be really bad. That'd be really bad. I don't know why we're kind of erring toward the skepticism again. Well, it like, was the question: Who's going to be a dud? I guess, but we we, we spend a to lot be, more time on yeah. this in the breakout. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we just named like I, two players. I feel players like there's not on. a lot of breakout candidates because we have players that should perform at X level. That's what they should be doing. Yeah, I mean, so. It's a Heck, good team. Get it done, boys. It's a good team on paper. It's a matter of making sure that these guys fucking can work together properly. Anything else? My uh, paper bag agenda is expired here. Uh, I'd like to... I don't know. I'd like to say that we're going to record more often again. but <laughs> The benchmark the is bench- every two <laughs> the weeks. The benchmark is every two weeks. Okay. Make this attempt. Okay. Well, I think, like, the last parting note that I have is, like, I think Flames fans, especially us, need to be patient for the first 10 games. I do think... Maybe 20. Maybe. 20 games would be a lot, though. That, that's bad. I'm going to at least have a personal goal for this season as a podcast broadcaster to not fucking rip on these guys after, like, losing five. Like I always do. In a row? Five out total. of you know five out of eight. You know what I mean. Like if they lose, let's say seventy five percent of games out of ten or something like that, it's like that's going to be tough. Yeah, I I realize that part of the lure of this podcast is when I fucking go off like that. But for my own health and my own fucking like sanity, I'm going to try not doing that this year. I'll see how long that fucking lasts, but. I think we're going to need a lot of patience for the first 10 games. Definitely. I think it's going to be a slow start, but as always, I'm excited. Yeah, I'm excited Hockey's too. Hockey's around it, the corner. It's amazing. It's amazing how like we had that high and low. We lost Johnny and Kachuk. We're talking about blowing it up, rebuilding like two fucking episodes ago. We're fucking like, it's like balls to the wall. We need to tank. We need to get fucking Bedard and all this shit. And then two fucking trades later, all of a sudden, you know, we're talking about potentially making the playoffs again. This is our all-in play, right? There's nothing more we could do at this point. Like, maybe the odd tweak now. It's, um, it's amazing what kind of emotions this fucking club gets out of us. It's, it's quite remarkable, actually. And at the ages that we're at, we're, we're still like children about it, to be honest. Like, it's... But it's, that's, what the, that's what being a fan is all about, right? That's right. So, and I mean, being a fan right now is... Colorado Thursday, Edmonton Saturday. I know what I'm doing with my Saturday night. Those Not. plans are locked. <laughs> get some beer. Get, get some beer. We'll watch it together. We'll watch the game. All right. Well, and we'll be funnier because <laughs> we'll, we don't have any material right now. But well, uh, that's, uh, that's our season preview. That is our season preview. 101 points, 102 points. We realize that we're never statistically as owned as maybe other podcasts, but that's ours. That's our fucking preview. Yeah, it's not about statistics. It's about random gut feels. It's about being drunk and listening to Daryl Sutter. It's about making sure that this fucking uh, team... Yeah. That's it. Daryl Sutter. That's it. You know what I was thinking about the other day? How far we've come since Gully threw his stick in the stands. We've become a better club since. We have. So there's progress. That's a great. That's a great measuring stick. There you go. 
I mean, that was that was that such was a low. fucking joke. Yeah, I I'm embarrassed to be. I'm embarrassed to know that that happened in our club. I'm embarrassed that that guy was our coach. Honestly, it's it's largely forgotten. Yeah, but it was still embarrassing. Those players are all gone. The, mo- pretty much all of them. Gio, yeah. Kachuk, Monahan, Goudreau. Yo, it was a six out of ten. It was a ten yeah, you know, 10. we didn't even like really touch on the Monahan thing, but whatever. You know, it's it is it, yeah, but that's what good, it is. Good it's luck whatever. to him, man. Good I I want him. him to do well. I'm like, not mad at Monahan. I'm not mad at I'm not mad at uh. Well, I'm a, I'm mad at. I hope he honestly Johnny recovers sure, recovers some of his old sparkle in Montreal. That'd be nice. I, I would like to see him succeed. I, I would too. I have no... That guy seemed to just... He put his head, head down and he was doing his thing. Like, he just... He's just really unfortunate with injuries. And those are bad fucking injuries to get as a hockey player. Hips, wrists, like, fuck, man. Yeah. Of all the fucking injuries you're getting, directly affects your game. Like... I hope he's successful. The other too. two, they can... I mean, I'm not... I'm not as averse against Kachuk as I am probably I am. against Johnny, but both left fairly unspectacularly and in really bad fashion. So I don't know. I don't really care. We're not going to see them much. They're both in a different conference anyway, but I'm personally not going to be really watching out for them. Yeah. Monaghan, I will. Monaghan, I'm going to follow a bit. Like, I want to see how he does. Hey, I just, number one concern Calgary Flames. It's all I give a shit 101 about. 101 points. It's all I give a shit about. 101 points go plus. Go Flames, go. Go. Flames. Go. You know what's dumb? Still having the extra point in overtime. That's it. I'm, I'm done with that. Don't Listen, get me fucking started with that, man. Thank you so much for listening. As always, we appreciate that. Can't wait for the season to get going. Uh, Thursday night against the Avs. Saturday night against the Oilers. It's going to be great. I'm excited for this new season. I hope you are too. Again, thanks for listening from wherever you are in the world. Have a great morning, wonderful afternoon, and good evening. Go Flames, go. Bye-bye.